We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. And now, Indy City Football Live! It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? All right, we're here. Let's go ahead and get going with this. We don't need to listen to that whole <laughs> intro, right? <laughs> you guys know what this is. This is Indy City Football Live. We're here live at a tap room in Fall Creek Place, as I... You're going to hear me get corrected multiple times this episode. We are here talking about Indy City Football Live. Carrie, what is Indy City Football Live? Glad you asked. Indy City Football Live is a recreational neighborhood soccer league with a good citizenship twist. Twist. Whoa. In addition to wins and losses, you can earn points for volunteering, using responsible means of transit, being good neighbors, partying, and now you can even be, like me, a non-playing team member who can do all those things without the social embarrassment of trying to play soccer when you're simply not athletic enough. <laughs> and just in case this is anyone's first episode, welcome. This is not usually how the episode will start. My name's Jason. This is Carrie over here. Say hi, Carrie. Hello. We got Jordan, the commissioner. Yo. And we got Cole here with us today. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> League talk. <laughs> All right. Last week's game of the week was Real Fledger Place versus Mass Ave United. Mass Ave United coming out on top five to one in that game. We had a rivalry match. Carrie, you want to tell us about their rivalry match as well? I will. It, it, does, it was, uh, you know, Garfield AC versus Bates Hendricks. The trash trophy garbage game. Which the trash trophy was not there. And Bates um, Hendricks has not been bringing their trophies, so we need to discuss that with Bates Hendricks. Let's bring someone from Bates on, talk about the trophies. Well, they, they had a traumatic experience when the Golden Growler was stolen. I know it. So uh, Garfield AC did lose 8-1. to one. I actually, what since was I, that? Eight to one. Um, I saw that and I texted <laughs> Brandon Evans on our team and said, was mm-hmm. that really the score? It didn't seem that bad to me. He said, no, that was it. But I guess I was drinking at the pre-party and post-party destination before. You were. And I did miss part of the game, so that makes sense. But you only missed a few minutes of the beginning of it. Could have been a slaughter. I don't know. Ah, it could have been. Uh, we also had the ICFPICFLTPSOGOTW, which was Martindale AFC over Near East United 4 to nothing. And we're going to talk to a Martindale player here later on, so keep listening. Um, some stuff coming up this week. The IACF Challenge of the Week is share a picture of your team's unique keeper kit. I know one guy at this table that's super excited to do that challenge. Oh, this is the first I'm hearing of this challenge, so we're yeah. going to make sure we get a photo taken and uh, submitted. Yeah. Um, we've also got the game of the week. It's AC Mile Square versus Sporting Right River. That should be a good one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mile Square is tough. Sporting White River has had trouble getting players. So hopefully they have a full squad. If they have a full squad, it'll be a great game. Now I did confuse them with a different River team, I realize right now. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> did you? So maybe it's not going to be that good of a game. No, no. no they're, if, good. If, they're a good team. Despite Sporting White River, if they have all their players healthy and show up, they're a very good team. They, they won their first three games I think they scored five points in all three of their first games. I recall so. they're captains in uh, the country of Turkey right now. Well, that's Turkey's not going to... a real deadbeat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the expansion game of the week is Upper Downtown versus Hawville CD. How's Upper Downtown this year? They're, they are, I think, from my standings, they were second, but we just got breaking news. We got new standings in today, right before we recorded. Upper Downtown is now the last team in the top table. How fast the mighty fall. 
We all know Hawville's killing well, it this year. Well, they just went up a group, but okay, falling. Yeah, no, okay. they raced three points. Oh, I get points. it, I get it, I get it. Um, uh, the rivalry match of the week is Irvington AFC versus Martindale AFC. I don't really have anything to say about that. Um, this week's ICFP, ICFL, T-H-S-O-G-O-T-W is Midtown versus Real West. I don't know how that H got in there. There is no H in the ICFP, ICFL, T-P-S-O-G-O-T-W. Yeah. Uh, Midtown versus Real West. Uh, Midtown coming off a win. Real Real West had a, a bit of a game against uh, Hallville last week. Where did it, way to bring down the room. Um, <laughs> some other games of interest. We've only got one this week. Hey, Hallville won. <laughs> um, the Broad Ripple City team, <laughs> also known as Broad Ripple City. <laughs> the Broad Ripple City team. <laughs> versus Riverside City. Um, they're both on the top table. And it uh, should be a good game. They are. It's um, three versus <coughs> Can't read my writing. Yeah, that, I, I think it'll be good to watch. It will be. Uh, this week's be after party is near and dear to my heart. It's one of my favorite watering holes in town. It is at 1718 House Bar, hosted by the Bates Hendricks team. Um, you guys, I don't know if you've been there or not, but here's some highlights. A vending machine with really cold PBR and bush, mm. but also a button <laughs> for a mystery cocktail. There's a button for mystery seltzers. There's a button for mystery spritzers. They have adult hugs like those. What's the difference between a spritzer and a... Spritzer is wine with fizzies mm. and fruit in some of them. So they have adult hugs, which are... Do you remember the drinks when you were a kid that are kind of shaped? It's like oh, a frosty yeah, barrel yeah, and you poke yeah, the top and yeah, it's foil. Yeah. It's that in vodka. And ice. It's so great. They have an awesome beer selection. They have such good sandwiches. They have some of the sickest outside seating in town, along with last week's venue. We've got some great outside seating going on and on. They're pet friendly outside. They're at 1718 South Space East Street. They're on East Street, not Southeast Street. Space Street? South Space East Street. Space as in? A space bar. Okay. the space bar. (laughs) Um, I will be there probably. We have the 9 o'clock game again, so I'll probably be there before. It's a before party for me. Um, I wonder why we can't do a a podcast from there with the mystery shots. We could do it. We could do it. Are you just going to bring your own uh, meetup set up there? Speaking of shots, (laughs) um, we've also got, uh, you you are all familiar with our Beers for Goals initiative, where you buy beers, the dollar of those beers go towards Goals for Kids. Um, this week, one of our sponsors, Eight Day Distillery, on Thursday night, they're doing shots for goals. Now, we know Ooh, that hey this oh. is a community that appreciates Ooh, shot, shots. Shot, shot, shot. Um, they're giving 20% of their sales last next on Thursday um, to our Shots for Goals initiative. Um, it also counts as after-party points, even though it's on Thursday. They're going to have local art. They love supporting community initiatives. We are so glad to have them on board with Indy City Football. Uh, you can find them in the Circle City Industrial Complex at 1125 East Brookside. You're listening to Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT-FM, Indianapolis, Indiana. All right, we are here with Clayton. Clayton, you are part of... Mapleton FC. Mapleton, and you've played with Mapleton every year for eight years? 
No, this is my third season with Mapleton, fifth season in NACD football. Who did you play with uh, before? So year one was, we lived downtown. We mm-hmm. played for AC Miles Square despite living in the upper downtown area. Okay. Year two, we played for upper downtown because we lived there. And then two weeks into the season, we bought a house in Mapleton. So <laughs> finished up the season with upper downtown and then made the move to Mapleton. So, and then I guess if you count last year's year off as a year, this would be our fourth year with Mapleton. For sure, yeah. Despite yeah. not playing last year. Well, you also have a big role in the league too. Allegedly, yes. Yeah, what, what's uh, your title or one of your titles or all yeah. four of your titles? <laughs> so uh, I've been working with Jordan on the neighborhood engagement strategy mm-hmm. and what it looks like to kind of build out a more formalized process around how the league and the teams engage uh, the, the neighborhoods and neighborhood associations and and uh, community organizations that are based in those neighborhoods. So. And that's that's super important to uh, to have. And um, had you found that interfering with Mapleton at all when with your playing? No. Oh, good. <laughs> that's a weird question. I know. I know. I know. I was just trying to think of like, okay, how do we get back to talking about? I've missed like half again, the games so. because Jordan just keeps giving I me know. stuff. To do. You got to be there to, for community engagement. I mean, you're putting a lot of time and effort into it. Uh, Maybe you've missed practices. I don't know. Mapleton practices, I've right? missed a lot of practices. There we go. I've so. missed every practice that our team has had. <laughs> Your team practices? Well, uh, Clay- oh. Clayton's join- joining the uh, league office at kind of a crucial time uh, for a couple reasons. One, if there's something that we've learned over, uh, over the years is that neighborhood groups uh, are also all volunteer organizations, and they move pretty slowly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, we can't think, think of how to engage them at the same pace uh, that we do, like whipping up a podcast in a, you know in a few days or whatever and so uh clayton's help us helping us think through that process uh but it's also the very first time that we've uh entertained or or tried the idea of bringing non-soccer players to engage with the soccer league to do things in their neighborhood uh and so this is a it's a beta test um th- that we're just kind of uh, playing through and we're trying to figure out how that all works mm-hmm. uh, and the yeah. best best ways to approach that and then, uh, of course, we're all this year. We're we're looking at this year through the lens of like what what would this look like outside of Indianapolis, uh, and so he has hopped on uh, to help it, uh, with those three things. It's been good. We're glad yeah. to have you, Clayton. Yeah, I think the, the neat way to think about it is in, in the perfect scenario, most of your teams are going to be built of neighborhood residents, and mm-hmm. so the easy way to engage the organizations and neighborhood associations that exist already is for people who live in neighborhoods to just get more involved in their neighborhood and also play on an Indy City football team. And so if you do that, you're able to build a sustainable, you know, long-term relationship between the team and those neighborhood associations because, I mean, I, I, I like would like to envision a, a future where Indy City football players are serving on the boards of their neighborhood associations and, and getting more engaged that there's a more, you know, a, an organic and authentic relationship, you know, in the long run. Mapleton's a yes. good team this year. There are certain... We're four, four, or we're four, one, and one. Yeah, seventh overall. I will say we're four, one, and one, but our goal differential is only plus three. So we really have to live <laughs> on the wild side of things. Keep the games close. Yeah, we've had three yeah. one-goal wins, and yeah. we've we've had some exciting games. Absolutely, maybe a little too exciting at times. Uh, and you're a pretty hefty neighborhood percentage of the people yeah. who live in the area. So, mm-hmm. and your game uh, this week coming up is against uh, Near East United. It is. You feel tough about them? Is it going to be a tough game? If I had to guess, odds are we're going to win by one goal because that's usually what we do. (laughs) (laughs) A bold strategy. We'll see if it pays off for us. Well, thanks, man, for coming out. We appreciate you uh, stopping by. And, uh, oh, I shoot, I know exactly the question. Okay. 
Jason's been calling a tap room uh, the heart of Mapleton. Every week Which when I hear Jason say true. that, I cringe so hard. <laughs> We're in Fall Creek Place, of course. Correct. Uh, and the show intro says, in the heart of Mapleton, Fall Creek. But that's also the name of your neighborhood, right? So it could go either way. I would say it's in the heart of, uh, it's on the fringe of Fall Creek Place, <laughs> which is a part of Mapleton FC. Right. That would be a more right. accurate definition well, of its geography. You, know. you, live yeah. in, now you don't have to answer this because I, I live in Mapleton Fall Creek. You live in the creek. No. <laughs> so you, you live like right next door here. I live across the creek the in Mapleton Fall Creek. Oh, right yeah, here okay. in Mapleton. So north of the creek is Mapleton Fall Creek. South of the creek is Fall Creek Place. I'm on the north side of Fall Creek. Mapleton FC is one of my favorite little puns because Mapleton mm-hmm. Football Club, Mapleton FC, Fall Creek. Yeah. It's genius. I've always thought it was a fun little one. It goes a lot of different directions. <laughs> All right. Now, thanks for coming out. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. Me. <laughs> You're listening to Indy City Football Live on 99.1 FM WQRT, Indianapolis, Indiana. As always, catch the full interviews wherever you get your podcasts. 11 minutes into Indy City Football Live. It's time for 11 minutes with your favorite Indy 11 employee, VP of Marketing, Joshua Mason. All right, we are here with Josh Mason from Indy 11. Tell us a little bit about the game last week. Well, we had a game over the weekend, too. Did you guys see that? Which is, I don't know if you guys, anybody was watching the away game. And it's an away game, so you mm-hmm. have to stream it. What? Atlanta, Tulanta. 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 Wait, no, no. This past Saturday was Oklahoma City Energy. Oh. And we were 1 1 at halftime. And they're the Oklahoma City Energy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they lost power. So we didn't get to finish the game. <laughs> oh, um, I did see. I did see that which, there was a big delay in that game. Really hysterically, we, I, was, I was asking, I, I literally texted our social director Trey and was like hey are you on this he's like it's too easy I can't even take the layup here <laughs> so which I had a, a genuine appreciation for and to be fair to Oklahoma City Energy and their social person they were hysterically funny somebody actually tweeted at him trying to get a job like hey I just finished you know ground maintenance class I'd love to come work for Oklahoma City Energy and they're like unless you're an electrician we don't need you right now so I'd give a little bit of credit for having a little bit of you know tongue in cheek for but sure one, yeah, yeah. One, one going to halftime I have to replay it to your point Atlantic uh, Atlantic Lancy United 2, another draw, not my favorite thing in the world, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously, you know, trying to get back to winning ways on uh, July 17th here, coming up on Saturday. Yeah, against Memphis 901. Memphis 901, the partially owned Tim Howard uh, regi- regime, if you will. So, Do you know who Tim Howard is? No. Uh, he's a famous Canadian hockey player. I love Canada. So, yeah, I just want to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> So, so good stuff planned for this weekend, which we'll talk about here in a moment. So, well, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, move get on into to it. That. Get yeah. into it. All right, yeah, let's go. Uh, it's Community Heroes Night, so it's a uh, for our opportunity to really say thank you to all the healthcare workers around the state that who've you know done so much to get us from. I guess I hate to say this as a marketer, quote unquote, back to normal. I hate that because there's <laughs> just as a, as a marketing guy, it just doesn't feel right. Um, but obviously, I have an opportunity to work with community health and, you know, obviously the other hospitals and, and folks who provided care out the city and give an opportunity to come to a game, have a nice time with everyone, and then um, get ready to, to hopefully get three points because we need them to get up back off the middle of the table and get towards the top of the table. 
Yeah, for sure. The, I know the uh, when's the how many more games? Do you know off the top of your head? Like uh, total season? Yeah. Good God, we're probably about lower halfway, about halfway. So we're okay. you know, all the way through October. Um, we have game 17th and 24th. 24th is Keep Indie Live Night, which is really centered on live music and, and our partnerships with the independent Indiana Independent Venue Alliance and uh, some great work being done there as well. Um, to have halftime shows. We're hoping for some music. We're we're working with IPUI and all the yeah. you know, the dollars and cents and uh, power requirements <laughs> for said activities. You don't want to pull an Oklahoma Energy problem. Correct. Right, so. We don't want to. We don't want to. You know, yeah. siphon all the power out of the stadium for one uh, bit of a uh, electric rock period. But we are working on some elements around that. And if we can't get it done this game, we'll do it throughout the season to make sure the tailgates are more. Uh, lively, if you will, because live music's always been part of our game day, much like art, uh, music, all those elements. So, well, I know um, my my background from Indy Eleven Slaughterhouse Nineteen. I got my Slaughterhouse Nineteen scarf on here, and yeah, I, I remember painting that in in a venue. So, oh yeah, those, back in the day, yeah, those banners were all painted in a venue. So, and I said, uh, if, if those of you who are not Brickyard Battalion members and never participated in painting a TFO, those things are coming back, right? So we'll have the ability yeah. to do that again. I say they have the ability to do that again. I'd still would be happy to participate <laughs> and put a paintbrush in my hand. I'm happy to do it. But it's just such a cool portion of the soccer culture that people forget is that we haven't done it yeah. so long yeah. now. But those mean, uh, I think the most epic one people either know is either the very first one we ever did, uh, which was back in the day, but at, which is now Black Acre the expansion of Black Acre. Uh, and then obviously the one we did with Stranger Things, which yeah, really, went, really yeah. went viral thanks to a good friend of ours and, and, and Drew, who um, was a star in um, on Gotham. Oh, so yeah, yeah. if he has no Drew at all, I'm blanking on his last name for the moment, but um, from Indy, went to Lebanon, and he's a big Indy Lebanon fan, so he's in town, he comes to games, been a really uh, great support of the team, and he helped us make that thing go viral ages ago. That's, that's, that was a, uh, yeah, I remember that one. That was really cool. Seeing, Drew uh, Powell, I remember his name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about... Uh, talk, talk about the third, the game on the third. I want to hear what you thought, being that you were brand new to this brand in new. some ways. Mm-hmm. I really want to know what you think, because as, as a guy who generally cares about the game experience and what people experience as part of the game day... I want to hear the good, bad, and the ugly. The good news is there's not much bad or ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as you guys know, I'm like a huge hockey fan. And there are two things that made me fall in love with hockey. One was the actual gameplay and like this juxtaposition of like graceful skating and then like abrupt bodies smacking each other. Um, The other was the fan culture. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love the fan culture in hockey. It's something that I didn't really see in another major sport until that game. That's good. Um, so I think that the fan culture of the Indy 11 is incredible. Um, I have some questions about the cheers. Um, I got answers. Are there practices? So. How do people know these long <laughs> cheers? So part of it's the history of it, right? To be fair, but I said they should actually in the past they used to do them. I hope they bring them back again now that people are allowed to be able to be together again. Mm-hmm. My hope is that anybody's listening is that if you have an idea like for a chant, like a player-related or something you want to steal from another club or just a way to, you know, parody. I don't know, if maybe you're, you want to channel your inner Weird Al Yankovic and want to go crazy on something, go for it. And email the BYB, give me your idea. They're open to those things. So I think it's one of those things you want to see more of because to me, the more intimate that is and the more people can share that experience, to your point, the more fun it is. Here's my second tier question. Was the prevalence of Yankee Doodle as a melody because it was Fourth of July weekend, or is it always like that? Th- it's a bit of both, to be fair. Okay. But it's also <laughs> it's also the standard recognizable tunes. It so is. I mean, <laughs> if you haven't learned that by you know 
by 40-some years of age, I guess, it, we failed you as an American, I guess. Do you have any more games where I can get a $3 hot dog? <laughs> yes, two more. <laughs> two more games this year we're Whoa. guaranteed to do the $3 night. So we're working on those elements I did to promote up. that. <laughs> Honestly, I thought, it, I mean, outside of having to wait maybe a little bit of a line, I thought it was a great opportunity for folks to come out and experience this in a different way. So we have two more times we will do that this year with the IBW, and we'll see what happens when we announce them. Had a great time. But no, I'll have to know. So... New to you, <laughs> did you sing along at any given point in time? Did I tried, you? but like, here's something about me. I have to hear a song about a thousand times before I recognize it as a song I've heard before. Ah. Like that part of my brain is broken. So <laughs> not really, to answer your question. Uh, I did a lot of dancing, that's, which that's you may have seen on Twitter. What was your favorite uh, chant from the night? I can't remember. Okay. One of the Yankee Doodle guys. Works is good enough for me. Did you learn the level of the lingo, the capos? Or the yeah, and actually, and I know Amanda Wallace pretty well. That's fantastic. <laughs> she's she's absolutely wonderful. I saw her and I was like, wow, she's famous. But it's such an interesting, that role in itself is so interesting, though, because you are, you know, leading a section of people. It's, it's so cool. So they have such a great opportunity to, and again, the things that remind people of that section, it's it's as inclusive as it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. It's centered on all the right things. The thing it's <laughs> the juxtaposition that you also get a lot of F words, which I find also very funny, yeah. but it's never directed towards anyone meanly. It's just, um, you know, the other team and the referee typically. So, mm-hmm. which is on brand, I think in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. No, and if you, if you go to the game, you're hanging out in the BYB, talk to some people because, I mean, they're fans too. Uh, and get to know you make a lot of friends. I got a lot of friends who sit in BYB every year. So I mean, it's, it's building the sense of community around the sport, and it's bigger mm-hmm. than just soccer. As I tell people all the time, it's the only, like you think about it, it's the, the Colts have like the blue crew and stuff, but it's still a select group of people, and it's not really, you go to a game, you don't really see them sitting together. It's like you're in the blue crew, but you tailgate with them, but you go to the stadium, you sit wherever you want. Mm-hmm. This is very different where you're like, hey, these are my people, and I'm going to sit with my people, and then I'm going to sing with my people, and I'm going to yell at the other team with my people, and then I'm going to go after the game and see me with my people. And then on away games, I'm either traveling with my people to the away game or I'm watching it at a pub with them. Yeah. So it's just a very unique culture for what we do, and it's so civic-minded that you know these people are always here to help and want to find more people to join the group. That's the reason why you know I think ICF is such an important partner in what we do because there's, there's a lot of similarities in the groups of people that are participating. And so it's creating that overlay is fantastic and everything I think that our city can be. The sense of community was palpable. Like in the same way that when I first started getting involved with ICF, I noticed like, wow, this is like a group of people who are here for each other, here for the sport, here for the community. And I think the overlay, you're correct, absolutely. Um, the Venn diagram is Thick in the middle with that. <laughs> thick with two C's. Those of you that are millennials, a Venn diagram is. <laughs> now, Josh, uh, on July 3rd, for the very first time, Indy City Football had a, a tent inside the stadium. So uh, Indy City Football players could come, check in, uh, take a photo, get some extra points, and do some engagement things there. Um, so if, if you're an Indy City footballer, uh, and you're coming to the next game, just be sure to check to stop by, check in. You get points for coming. You get double the points if you wear your ICF jersey. And that's the coolest thing. I love seeing the teams that were sitting out there together. Right. Like I said, I saw a lot of Atletico. Pogues God, run. Pogues They're run, everywhere. Right. Which is Max's team who works for us, to right. be fair. But I just that's why I know, knew the, the jersey <laughs> immediately. So good opportunity to come out and just actually get great. It's just great branding. So, Yeah, so be, uh, if you're an Indy City footballer, be sure to stop by the tent. 
anything we should know about that upcoming game? Just a reminder of Skis Community Heroes Night. So if you know people who are, again, contributed to the, you know, to the, the wellness of our community, please encourage them to come. Um, everything from Cheers to Indy all throughout the evening is about saying thank you in all the right ways. We'd love to have them out at the games, uh, have you at the game. I said it's going to be hopefully knock on wood a beautiful night like we had on the third. And again, it's two weeks in a row. And what I remind people all the time is home games are our opportunity to show people who we are as a, as a community and as a club. So rain or shine, we need you there. And I say that in the nicest way. So my favorite memories were rain delay games, to be quite honest with you, in remember, terms of all the years. Remember uh, rain delay hanging out in the parking garage oh, at IUPUI? Yeah. Absolutely the best. And there's great videos. If you've been to redcardregiment.com, if you're a, a, a music player of any sort, playing any kind of instrument, Red Card Regiment starting to reform again, if you will. So red, redcardregiment.com, those of you playing brass, drums, anything, they're starting to get their training and their um, – song book together if you will and we hope to see them before the end of the year back at indy 11 games best we're back at carol sounds great well thanks so much for coming uh, out this week talk to us i only come because you forced my hand <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you josh thanks always good to hear from you good to hear from you you're listening to indy city football live on 99.1 wqrt fm indianapolis indiana all right i'm here with louisa macer from the indianapolis motor speedway here to talk about what is going to be the best after party in Indy City football history. Louisa, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on next Wednesday. Of course, so next Wednesday, July 21st from 6 to 9, 9 p.m., we will be at the AMP at 16 Tech celebrating and um, exciting fans, uh, sports fans, and everyone and everyone in between about what Brickyard Weekend has to offer that's coming up here on August 14th through the 15th. And uh, tell us a little bit about AMP. It's uh, close to Coon Stadium, but uh, it's pretty new, so not many people have been there. What's Tell us a little bit. Of course. So they have graciously uh, opened up their doors for us to have this event there. And um, the AMP is a, is a marketplace for a food hall. So if you go in there, you know, for if you're looking for something for a lunch or for dinner, there's various vendors where you can grab a coffee, grab a pastry, grab a salad, whatever it is. Even They even have like a, a fish market in there. So this is a great opportunity for to come out, check out the AMP, you know, support some of the local restaurants that we have in Indy, but as well as, you'll be able to have your chance to check out some of the show cars that IMS is providing as well as, you know, grab some swag and get more information about how to purchase your tickets to uh, Brickyard Weekend. And then, of course, we will also have um, various partners around there that you can get uh, more information about how to get involved with, it, with, um, with organizations here in Indy and how to support or give back. Right, so there's going to be uh, quite a few partners uh, of ours, uh, Indy City Footballs, as well as uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedways. Uh, who are some of those partners? Yeah, so we have Women in Tech. We have um, the the Red Cross, and I know from your uh, side we have Half Leader. Uh, you know, we're going to be serving obviously Miller Lite. That's one of our biggest sponsors, and so yeah, we're we're excited. There, there's a full list, so definitely it's it's a good way to come and check out and see who'll be who'll be around. Uh, so Indy City Football players will be able to get uh, some extra points as they always will during. Uh, during after parties, but there'll also be a couple uh, different activations that they can uh, earn extra social points, uh, some of which they'll have to visit the uh, Indy City Football uh, table or the big card table to find out about, uh, but how can they earn extra points with Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Yeah, so I would say come check out our booth. We're going to have uh, our, our photo booth there, so come grab your photo, as well as make sure you're posting while you're there, tagging IMS, tagging Indy City Football, and of course tagging the AMP, and use the hashtag the Brickyard when you're there, and we'll make sure to retweet you and, and, and share your pictures of, of, of your time there. 
Well, that's awesome. Uh, we got the chance to go and check out uh, the AMP a, a few weeks ago, and I got to tell you, it's incredible in there. I'm very excited to, to hang out. And it's awesome. I mean, it's it's a catch-all. If you're a foodie, if you're looking to get you know involved, if you're a race fan, if you're just wanting to get out, and now that the world's opening up, I mean, it, it's, it's a catch-all for all. So definitely come out and, and see us on July 21st. Well, I'm excited. It's uh, it's only a few blocks away from the the stadium, so uh, players will be able to finish their games head right on over or stop by beforehand and then come over here or do both or do both <laughs> so thank you so much lisa for for coming out and talk to us of course looking forward to seeing everyone next week we got a lot of happenings right i know okay you're just rolling rolling no, through this is this so. my podcast no it is not um i found this on the internet and i thought it was interesting <laughs> dinner and deception an evening of magic food and lies have you ever thought, I want to go to a magic show at a steakhouse? Now, why is it magic at Prime 47? Ooh. Because I thought it was so weird that I put a question mark <laughs> behind it. Um, Saturday at 6. If that's what you're into, check it out. Um, speaking of House Bar, our after-party location this week, at 4 p.m. on Saturday, and I will be there. The Eastminster Dog Show. Judge? I was not asked to be a judge, um, probably because I have cats. Um, but I love dog shows. I love going to house bar. I love judging things and people. So can you enter a cat into the Eastminster? You cannot. I asked, uh, it will start at four. It's going to be packed. So I'm getting there at like two. So that would be my advice. Wow. If you're interested two going. hours early. The night before that, the valiant return of boot scoot at Dukes. Ooh. Dukes, for those of you who don't know, is a honky tonk at the South end of town. They do used to do before the pandemic mm -hmm. once a month. A night of honky-tonk music interlaced with hip-hop music hosted by my favorite local hip-hop artist, John Stamps. Oh, um, John Stamps. I know John. Yeah. So I will be there that night. And basically, again, I just write things I'm doing for the weekend. So Now, I would say Dukes would have been a fantastic sponsor for Southside. But, I mean, UKG is great. <clears throat> They're wonderful. <laughs> but let's try to bring on Dukes for some team next year. I mean, we got a lot of room on the back of the jersey, man. We do. We, we need to have an after party at Dukes. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down the sign and tall. And this has been another episode of Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT FMLP. You can catch us at A Tap Room in Fall Creek Place every Monday at 5.30 to catch us live. Thank you for listening. You can catch the rest of the show, uh, the rest of the interviews, everything else on our podcast, also Indy City Football Live. Thank you and good night. Bye. Bye. Bye, then. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted.
You've been listening to Indie City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT FM, Indianapolis, Indiana. Check out the rest of the Indie City Football Live interviews wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you enjoy playing soccer or just enjoy volunteering and meeting your neighbors, you can learn more about the league or join your neighborhood team and help make Indianapolis a better place at www.indiecityfootball.com. Indie City Football is neighborhood soccer for good. City football after dark. It's time for ICF after dark. The lewd part of this podcast. <laughs> Good God. Uh, well, the best part about the the lewd part, the the podcast part, is actually talking about all the teams, right? All the teams. This is a podcast for everyone. We're going to talk about the standings right now. Is that where we're jumping in? Standings or scores from last week? <laughs> scores and then standings. Scores, scores and standings. Yep. That yep, makes yep, sense. Yep, yep. Okay, so we had on field three, Mapleton versus Meridian Kessler. Mapleton four, Meridian Kessler, the MKU one. Uh, Midtown FC two over Fountain Square one. Sporting Aaron Morton continues their winning streak, 6-3 over Irvington FC. And AC Mile Square continues... Southside Sporting Club's losing streak, 9-2. I was not there. I heard it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> um, on field two, we had Hawville over Real West, 3-0. Martindale AFC over Near East United, 4-0. Broad Ripple City, Intermonon, 3-1. Going to Broad Ripple City. And in a heartbreaking loss... Real Fletcher Place lost to Mass Ave United, one to five. And on field one, uh, the six o'clock game, we have Sporting White River lost to Riverside City, uh, eleven to zero. What? Yeah, that's the second game in a row they've lost by at least Yikes. ten, 10 there goals. There should be. Uh, Mercy rule. Mercy rule. We've actually uh, never in the history of any city football uh, gone over 10 goals, so that's the first time. Uh, the second time because it happened last week. I, I just mean oh, before gotcha, the season. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Like, I think eight was the max. Um, so, yeah, maybe it is time to start doing a – yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Old Speedway City got their first win of the season against Old North, mm-hmm. but somehow st- – Still managed <laughs> to be at the bottom. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Pogues run beat Upper Downtown six to three, and Bates Hendricks beat Garfield eight to one in the Trash Trophy game. 
He did. That now, game sounds and, like trash. <laughs> hey, you weren't at your game, right, Cole? Nope. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see your game. I know um, we kind of talked about yeah. how um, Hallville played the six o'clock game, and mm. Real West was down. They had no girls, so there there was uh, they were playing down two players and decided at halftime that they would rather just have a fun match. We traded some players back and forth, and we had a fun time for nice. the second half of the game. Carrie, you watched all your game, right? Most of it. I got there a little late due to my pre-party party at the after-party location. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because I'm such an optimist, I didn't realize the score was that uh, big of a spread. I thought it was like three to one. <laughs> yeah, it kind of got out of got out of hand. I don't remember those goals, but maybe <sighs> thanks Googman House for the excellent beers. <laughs> That's what I would say. Now, uh, Cole, you have some updated standings yep, for us. I do. I'll do first six. Yeah, first six of the the top table. Yep. So in League One, uh, okay, Table One, mm-hmm. the top league for this uh, promotion relegation season, we have Hallville in first place with nineteen point eight one points. Mm-hmm. In second place, we have Pogues Run with nineteen point six five. That's a new team for second place. Quite close to Hallville. And they have a loss. So I'm calling on Hallville to step it up if they want to end the season at, if they win this one, the, what they want to win the Supporter Shield. Uh, Broad Ripple, also a team with a loss at 19.47 points in third place. Mass Ave in fourth with 18.92 points. Now we have four teams and we're missing one big one who is undefeated in I've, the season. I've been waiting to hear it. And the undefeated team. In fifth place, Sporting Heron Morton with 18 points. Now, I will say, just because we have a couple teams coming up on our heels with uh, in the 19-point range, even with losses, at least we're not fifth at least below not teams fifth. with a loss. Now, if I'm on, you know, maybe a team that's undefeated and maybe mm-hmm. we're not in the top four, uh, what's some good advice on how to get some <laughs> extra points? <laughs> that's a great thing. Uh, I would search commish in your inbox. There are quite a few opportunities this week to uh, check your spam folders too. <laughs> dibs. Uh, you can dibs for the game mm-hmm. today. Uh, no, it's podcast. Uh, yeah, today. Um, and then we have the after party. What we mentioned on uh, the eighth day tomorrow and tonight at 17, 18. Or go to the Indy 11 game this weekend as well. Wear your jersey, check in at the Indy City football tent. Those are all great opportunities to reclaim what is debatably theirs. Yep. And one of the things that we've done this year that's a a little bit different this year, we've done it for two reasons. One, uh, we've sort of backloaded the amount of uh, volunteer opportunities. We've learned over the years that people get more excited about doing volunteer opportunities the closer the playoffs come. Uh, And so um, we've... Uh, sort of backloaded those opportunities, but also the addition of the pandemic and the shortened um, planning time also meant uh, we didn't have, uh, we couldn't have as many at the start as we have at the end. Ironically, we've actually had more opportunities this year than we've ever had before, um, which is cool, uh, but there will be even more at the end of this, uh, towards these, this last half of the season. Uh, I think there's two official KIB uh, events. There's going to be a book drive for, uh, for um, Indy Reads. There's um, the Cultural Trail Cleanup. Like uh, Most of our like, Keystone, Cornerstone um, volunteer events are coming 
and like plus all the different ways that you said uh, earlier that you can yeah. earn. So plenty, plenty of ways to kind of catch up. So what you're telling me is this end of season could get really exciting. It really could. Could with it, especially with us capping at nine points. Southside Soccer Club is committed to at least getting nine points. This year. <laughs> <laughs> we might only get nine, but uh, now yeah. some of the uh, we also have an update for everyone listening um, on the volunteer transit standings. Uh, so we have uh, Near East leading transit. We have Upper Downtown leading volunteer. And we have our very own South Side here leading the party points. Yeah. So there's still a chance. Is there a chance to even beat you guys on the party points now? Yeah, there's a chance. We have so many opportunities this week, especially I'm getting a little nervous about Jordan's. My team has been committed to, from the beginning, and now it's like everyone's like, oh, I want to get points. And he's like, okay, we'll give you opportunities. <laughs> but I've we've been committed from the beginning just so I'm a little worried that there's too many opportunities for people to catch up. So there is plenty of opportunities for people to catch up. You definitely want to make sure that at the minimum you get your max three points in the standings for each section. If you're not getting that, then you're not trying. That's a whole game. It is. And and uh, we've already seen uh, three by teams. adding, uh, like by basically by tripling the value of teams, we've seen way more engagement this year. And some of that is also, again, due to having more opportunities and ways to do it. Um, you know, like giving blood is a very high yeah. value thing that we never gave points to uh, for before. So um, hopefully it's it just going to mean at the end of the day, it's just going to mean a bunch of teams doing mm -hmm. a bunch of things for, for the community. Um, but, uh, we haven't discussed this, but maybe we should, um, we should, even though they, it caps out at nine, so you can only change your standings by mm -hmm. nine, we still should have an overall. Absolutely. Agreed. Uh, we're, we're calculating. Yeah. Currently as it stands, upper downtown is leading all ICF points. Right. So we've always had like a, a, a social trophy, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. a transit trophy and a volunteer mm -hmm. trophy, mm -hmm. but we also should have an overall and that is extra points. Yep. Um, trophy as and well. We should have a last place trophy, which honestly, the Lantern Rouge. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, uh, it's actually competitive this year, and we always make fun of Sporting Hero Morton, but I'm going to preview to the very bottom. In last place right now is Old Speedway City with 3.6 points, 6.7 points, and they have a win, so that means they only have 0. 0.67 ICF points right, this right, year. Right, right, right. Uh, Sporting Hero Morning, if you are listening to this and you are planning a uh, resurgence in ICF <laughs> points, you probably could pass them this week. Right, right. Well, I know the uh, Lantern Rouge was uh, originally for the team that finished in last place. And two years ago, Irvington won that trophy, and they are just point zero two points ahead of being in last again. They're, I, as I was updating the standings, I texted someone in Irvington, they said, they congratulated my team as well. You know, we're the only two teams without a win. Mm -hmm. Neither of us are in last place. Congratulated on, we congratulated each other on just being good people. And I think that, that <laughs> is really what this <laughs> league is about. Their, their ICF points is 3.69. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're doing fantastic. Wow, that in the, That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and the, uh, do we round out the, some of these standings? We stopped at fifth, or do we? Oh, yeah, no, who's sixth place? Sixth place, we have Mile Square with about 17.12 points. All right. So there you guys have it. Top um, five or top six. Your top six. Um, you can check out all these standings at IndyCityFootball.com. Yep. Slash standings. Mm -hmm. Slash standings. Mm -hmm. Kamish, do you have a segment? 
Uh, well, <laughs> the last segment I did was 15 minutes and we cut it out of the podcast. So we're going to just. Do you guys have any questions for me? Pass. <laughs> we're going to split that up into like three different episodes. That sounded <laughs> like a hard. Well, no. I would like to make a <laughs> reminder for all players, especially my own, that uh, the captain is the only one that should be able to talk into the ref. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I did hear that. Um, it wasn't your team. It was, was my team. So there was a different team that no, no, no. had that same issue. There was my team was probably the worst one. Okay, well then I w- didn't catch that, but it definitely happened a few it's times. Too late. <laughs> yeah, every every time we kind of go out of bounds in tum- in terms of like what the main goal is, we we try to adjust on a couple fronts, right? So mm-hmm. one is uh, a reminder, so that's good for we we have the managers remind all their players, hey, what, here's what's going on. We also tell the refs, hey, you should be quicker on the cards uh, for for that sort of deal. And uh, we usually uh, put in a, a, a rule reminder or two on social media or the email, yada, yada. So hopefully that will um, kind of remind everybody what, we're, what the rule is and, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. And uh, okay. So moving on to world sports talk. This has been your constant home for Euro 2020 information. If you <laughs> stop watching at halftime like I did, congratulations, England, on your 1-0 video win this past uh, If you oddly watched coming home. the whole game like I did. Oh, Jordan. <laughs> what are you, a soccer fan? Jordan, what is happening? It's not coming home. It's going to Rome. No, no. Going to Rome. Breaks my Italia. heart. Italia. Um, the um, NBA playoffs, what's even happening in those? Does it's 2-1, sun's up. What about hockey? Well, since last week, the Tampa Bay Lightning did pull off their second consecutive Stanley Cup victory. My boy, St. Louis native Pat Maroon, just hoisted the cup for the third year in a row. What a guy. St. Louis, no, no, uh, Tampa Bay bought their third, or the second Stanley Cup in a row. They are $9 million or more over the salary cap and agreed to pay the luxury tax to win the Stanley Cup. They paid for it. It's a problem. Sounds like something this to take up with Gary Bettman. Like Fuck a Gary Bettman. Oh, oh, short commissioner. piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Anyways. Uh, On that note. So yeah, I guess yeah. Paul and I have some very different feelings. <laughs> We're back with Dr. Chopra. How are you doing, man? Hey, Jordan. Hey, uh <laughs> Why don't Carrie, we all introduce yourselves on there? <laughs> What was your name? I forget. On the podcast, it goes J.D. Chish. <laughs> but Jason. Jason, nice to oh. see all of you and uh, good to be on. I, I listened to last week's episode. And I really chuckled when you talked about the gerry- gerrymandering of, uh, of the of neighborhoods. Teams, oh, yeah. Teams. It's, it's coming. It's spot on. That's right. Well, that's, you know, when you're a fake democracy, you get to do things like that. So. <laughs> Just like when you're a real democracy, you get to do things like that. So. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with uh, Indy City Football. How long have you been an ICF player? Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me. Uh, this is my second time around with ICF. My first season was seven to eight seasons ago. I think it was the first, very first season of ICF, and I played for Meridian Kessler United. RIP, even though they still exist. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of the table, RIP. Uh, we had a great yes. team. Uh, we had a bunch of people move away from Indy, um, which splintered the team. And um, that's one of the reasons I actually didn't play was uh, I got injured. And then I moved to Broad Ripple. I, moved, I got busy with work. And then you and I, Jordan, we've been communicating about COVID protocols and just soccer stuff mm-hmm. and Indianapolis stuff. And 
Um, Twitter friends. He's we're saying we're Twitter friends. friends. We're, 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 big, <laughs> we're big deals on Twitter. Yeah. In, in our own heads. Um, and uh, that's why I'm playing this season, really, connecting with you again and uh, becoming invested in, in, in the league and, uh, you know, really enjoying soccer again. I, haven't, I really didn't play for two years. I was hurt, and then COVID, I was very careful during COVID. So it's been, it's been fun for me to get back with the team setting and see everyone, meet new people. It's been great. That's awesome. Well, welcome back, first of all. Thanks. We're glad to have you back. Um, now, you uh, you mentioned that you and I have kind of talked a little bit about, uh, not a little bit, we've talked a lot about COVID basically yeah. for the last year and a half. Uh, and so you were one of the first people that we talked to, um, not only for last year to kind of, as we were making a decision, should we play, should we not play? Um, yeah, you I mean, can blame me, everyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can write him, care of Meridian Kessel United. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, like one of the things that that uh, was a big deal for us is um, we were one of the only rec leagues that did not play last year. Correct. And it just never felt right uh, to us uh, that an, a league whose motto was um, "Don't be a jerk" or rule number one uh, would kind of expose neighbors to to uh, to <coughs> an uncontained pan- global pandemic. Um, uh, you know, was, uh, obviously soccer is a little bit of a lower uh, um, risk activity, but we still didn't know a lot about it at the time. And right. um, so um, talking through that, not just with you, but with several other uh, people with that level of expertise uh, was a big part of kind of figuring that out. So um, I was incredibly excited. I mean, we didn't even know we were going to play soccer until right you know march like there was a there was a moment i've been making this joke all year like last fall we didn't know if we'd have a republic let alone <laughs> like <laughs> this the, january we right <laughs> the, the ability to play moves <laughs> 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 right like uh you know and it, it even though you know it's we sort of in the winter started seeing some some hope around the vaccine and yeah and all that kind of stuff you know, it looked like a distribution was likely to be a mess. Even when things got sorted sorted out, it's like, are we really going to have this this sort of thing from March, April, May? Um, so it's kind of been a miracle in many ways uh, that we're playing at all. Um, so talk to me a little bit about like that evolution of. Um, I don't know. It's like a, a Venn diagram between policy and and health impl- uh, public health implementations and risk assessment. Like what all goes into deciding? Like, hey, what is a? How could we be the safest league in town? What does that look and, like? And real quick, that's the second mention of a Venn diagram in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. so if anyone's keeping track and doing a drinking game, that is two yeah. <laughs> mystery shots for everyone. <laughs> Uh, I'm all about geometric jokes. I'm, I'm into it. Um, and statistical jokes, both of those. Literally, a Venn diagram of uh, geometric and statistical jokes is a Venn diagram. Um, I'll be leaving. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting question because uh, to answer that question, you have to consider multiple times throughout this pandemic. If, if you had asked me last November when we, were, when we had 4,500 cases a day, uh, sorry, 4,500 deaths a day, sorry, we had 200,000 cases a day across the United States and Indiana had a test positivity rate of like 15%. If we were gonna be playing soccer in May, I would have told you, 
no, uh, I mean, you shouldn't be playing soccer. There are people who will do whatever they want. But, uh, but as you pointed out, the vaccines started to come online. We started to learn more about virus, uh, viral dynamics. We started to learn that being outdoors and outdoor settings meant that the virus was not stable. That means, th in other words, the viral load you got was much less outdoors because of the dissipation of the virus through the air. We learned about that. We learned about, uh, you know, the overall trajectory of the, the, the virus. And at that time, we, we didn't even have as many variants as we do now. So there was a lot of things that we learned about as the pandemic progressed that when you and I first started talking, I was like, well, you know, we got to have some ways to mitigate risk for you. Mm. Vaccine, easiest one is obviously, mm. or else people need to wear masks, or else you need to make sure that they are d indulging in X, Y, and Z behavior. So I guess w the, uh, long, long story short, much like has been true for return to work, much has been true for return to any sort of activity, we've all taken a multifactorial approach that has been centrally rooted in vaccine compliance. And I think you all have done a good job of not saying you have to have a vaccine, uh, which you, you depending on how, what the legal standing is, uh, some might say is possible or not possible if you're private or not private. This whole, there's a whole thing there. Sure. Right? Uh, uh, by the way, we are private. Exactly. And we'll we'll and do could, whatever we want. Yeah, you, you could, <laughs> I believe that that's how you interpret it as well, that you could literally say you have to be vaccinated. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, setting that aside, you all have done a great job of saying, if you're not vaccinated, you need to have some other level of protection. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, obviously, you all have dealt with people being uh, not so kind. I have not seen any of that. But from my experience of it, people have been overwhelmingly compliant. And I think the people you are attracting to this league also tend to be more... I don't want to get political, but progressive and left-leaning and science-believing. So, Well, they tend to be, uh, if you're joining a soccer league where there's the additional work of, like, pitching into your network right. uh, or into your into your community, like, you might be the kind of person who wants to live in a society, say. Correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I don't know that that's yeah, political exactly. as much as uh, the idea of, like, uh, chipping in and giving... Uh, helping out your neighbors is... Okay. Uh, and believing that your life, that someone else's life matters also, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. right. Uh, and so some of those things, uh, you know, maybe even two years ago felt not so controversial, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> it's weird. This, uh, yeah. this pan pandemic is and the vaccine and everything that's been politicized around right. that has sort of given people like a black and white reason to behave like... Well, jerks, I right. guess. Uh, so, yeah. Well, most of that has not happened uh, on the field because people are... Most of that has been a few emails to you. Emails, Instagram <laughs> DMs, uh, definitely some Twitter threads for sure, um, which, which we're cool, cool with. Like, you know, at, at the end of the day, like, we're a community of 500 people, and right. if you want to participate in it, then great. Right. Come, come participate in the way that this community has agreed, uh, you know, uh, we're going to behave. If not, like, hey, there's 10 other leagues that will take you uh, here in town, and that, that's cool. I, I, think, I think some people are sort of shocked that that's like a, I don't know, I think a lot of people don't grow up with boundaries, right? So. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what I want to say is that I, I give you all a lot of credit because Indie City Football handled the pandemic better than MLS, USL, any, any of the leagues did, right? So uh, 
I think you all were responsible and you all prioritized public health before you prioritized. Uh, look, soccer is my greatest love. It's I love soccer more than I love my job. It's my biggest passion. But someone else's life comes before soccer. Right. Uh, that's, that's a no-brainer. And you all took that approach, and I give you a lot of credit for that. Well, I appreciate that. Those are strong words Ooh. for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> Give me chills. Tearing up a little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I will say, um, last I looked, I think we're at like a 96.5% vaccination rate. Um, That's pretty dope. Which uh, I, <laughs> every time somebody's yelling at me uh, and oh, I'm out of here, I'm like, great. You're increasing our <laughs> the safety of our league. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Drop that denominator. Of, right. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, so, and there's definitely been a number of people who've sort of reported like, ah, I was kind of on the fence, but like everybody else is like, I'm going to participate in, right. in keeping this community healthy. And, uh, I think that's what a good society or a community is all about. So hopefully we've been like a very small part of, uh, normalizing that we've definitely taken some, uh, grief for it, uh, publicly, but also, you know, we've never had a stronger set of, uh, sponsors who've all. There you go. You know, mm. uh, making that money, Jordan. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying they've, they've all, st you know, international brands that uh, have stood behind a, a league that's willing to say, "All right, we're taking this seriously, and we're not, we're not going to really be too concerned about your feelings if you're not going to take it seriously," mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, uh, what's been the wildest thing that you've seen uh, the change from year one to oh. year eight? Honestly, the number of teams, sure. uh, number of teams, number of players. When when uh, when I played, uh, <laughs> I, if I recall, and you you all remember better than I do, but I think there were eight teams the year I played, or maybe ten. Um, we I, I have to point out because Josh was just here. We actually launched with eleven teams <laughs> for Indy Eleven. That, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, I, I have a bone to pick with you, Josh okay. Mason, yes. who nobody cares about. No one knows who he is. He's a complete <laughs> loser. He's been on the show like two to three times, and I've been here. The this is my yeah. first time. <laughs> no, he's actually on every week because we didn't want to do our own Indy Eleven research to figure out the hot topics. <laughs> that makes sense. No, I, I absolutely love Josh, and I've known him many. Years I did see him. you guys embrace outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Colin BS. <laughs> um, so, so definitely number number of teams, uh, eleven, I guess, yeah, and yeah. now now it's a bunch more. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. Um, uh, we played uh, at the uh, not. I was going to say White River State Park. No, for we, the first game. Oh, maybe I, maybe I played second season because we played on the the fields uh, by at Sixteenth and the Monon. Um, O'Bannon? We played at O'Bannon. Oh, we've never played at O'Bannon. Did you play in a fake <laughs> Indy City Football League? No, I'm sure. Uh, I'm we sure. played in Garfield Park. If Maybe it was. So oh, it was Garfield Park. Yeah, so season yeah. one, oh, yeah, that's right. we it started at White River State Park, and they kicked us out after one week because it rained, and uh, we kind of gotcha. like, they didn't like, turned out they didn't like soccer at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they kicked us out, and we went to Garfield Park for that season. Yeah, 16th and O'Bannon would have been a lot, or O'Bannon Park there on 16th yeah. would have been a lot better of a place to Look, go I, to but probably uh it wasn't available if i recall yeah. of course was, we we you last like minute ago, guys. Oh, that's had right. to you know last minute find a replacement for white river state park garfield did great <laughs> look i'm telling you uh if if uh, anyone ever questions our ability as a league to uh to uh respond quickly to weirdness <laughs> i show them yeah. Year, yeah. year one i show them year eight it's been uh yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So you were you played? Uh, yeah. So it was Park, yeah. Garfield Park. So I guess that was season two. Then is what you're saying. Well, no. Oh, season that was two was season one. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the number of players, number of teams, 
uh, it just seems a little more organized uh, than sure. year one, understandably yeah, sure. so. Um, and uh, I, I think what's cool about it is that you have a lot of those teams are still around, right? Obviously, the mm-hmm. people, Meriden Kessler, a great example. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of the people who were involved in year one may not be around, but you've kept that. Um, let's let's honestly call it history by this point. You're in yeah. year eight. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? that, that that totally counts. You've you've survived a l- longer than some national leagues in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that for from uh, my experience uh, reporting on these leagues. So, um, yeah, it's it's been it's been great and um, well done. Sweet. Well, What's been your um, <clears throat> favorite best memory? Of any city football, yeah. and why was it winning the ICFPICFLTPSOTW <laughs> last week? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, so the my favorite memory was I was on the. Um, I don't think this is going the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week was fun. Yeah, I got I was playing yeah. in goal, and we kept a clean sheet. You did. You so, did. So uh, I was pretty happy with that, and I almost scored a goal running out of uh, goal with the ball at my feet, and then. Some dip weed uh, <laughs> tackled me, uh, and I, I thought I, I thought I should have got he should got a red card straight. Yeah, sure. totally joking. It was, it was so fun, but uh, yeah, it was last week. Had to be the highlight, right? Winning right. that, winning. Yeah. Uh, you gotta well, win the the ICFP. ICF, we didn't get LTV. to keep the trophy, which we we're still upset about because <laughs> our team members Rachel wanted to put some flowers. I know. In there. I can't afford to buy that many <laughs> planters. <laughs> <laughs> They're brought to you by Pup, but only one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I maybe have to get, like, small miniature ones. There you go. The, yeah, there you go. That's not a bad idea. idea. Yeah. See, Wimbledon, right? If you win Wimbledon, you don't get to keep the original trophy. You get to keep a... The, the little one. Yeah, exactly. The 500. There's a yeah, lot right. of places that do yeah. that, yeah. All yeah, so. right. Oh. In the Stanley Cup, just one? Yeah, exactly. but every player gets a date with it. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> Which that is a great idea. We should do that. Well, I can't. For sure. There's more than seven players on a team. You know how long I'd have to. <laughs> but let's be honest. No more than seven people are going to be interested in taking a flower <laughs> pot for a date. Valid, valid, valid. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fact check <laughs> that and say false. <laughs> We're gonna have to go half seas. Yeah, exactly. Have to hand it over. Well, I think you you were the first team to actually play that game, knowing exactly what was at stake. Yeah, printed signs for it before. People would always just be like, "What is this? I don't get it." This time, I could actually show you, like, "Hey, this is what this (laughs) is." And now you're here on the podcast. You know know where it comes from. We won. We won it. We were we deserve <laughs> we are deserved winners of that. To be honest, what's uh, Martin Day LAFC's uh, season looking like? Uh, good. <laughs> I, uh, we uh, we have had a bit of an upside up and down season because we, as you are aware, we started the season with a few sh- players short. Right, right. Uh, we made a franchise signing in myself, which which I say, which helped. Uh, shout out to. Sp- I think I was a sporting White River. White River. Yeah, yeah. Who, who let me go? Uh, trade you for a, a couple chicken wings and a oh, root beer. I think. Regretting that decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's been a bit up and down, but you know, we whenever we have numbers, we seem to play well. We have a couple of really good players. Uh, I forget his first name, but Sheehan is one of our players. He, he's he's fantastic. He's really good with the ball, his feet, sees the sees the pitch really well. Good midfielder. Uh, we have a good defender. Uh, we have three ladies, uh, and all of them are very good. Our problem is numbers. Sometimes we just are sure. short on numbers, yeah. but, but it's been fun. 
You know, every every year people give me uh, crap for like having such large rosters, but I'm like, you don't get it. Yeah. Twelve, 12 game season. There's yeah. injuries. There's exactly. vacations. There's like, it is a whole actual sports season where yeah. you gotta count. Yeah. You Absolutely. gotta have people back. People yeah. traveling. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Uh, excellent. Well, I uh, really enjoyed uh, seeing you guys' uh, alternate kits last week. If, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. we were excited. Uh, I, I uh, we wore them last week because the other team had grayish. Sure. Uh, so uh, we got to wear. I forget what color they were. Like, <laughs> are you really playing in this? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got photo evidence of them being on the green. There we go. Yeah. That's right. I see. I, show I was now, waiting so. to see this picture. It didn't pop up on Twitter. I was waiting to. I blame Jordan. Maybe he, Instagram. See, this is talk another thing. Car- okay, yeah, let me talk to the two of you here. I've been pitching this idea of a takeover of commission of the commissioner role, huh. and I feel like it's time because I feel like someone at this table, not the two of you and not me, isn't really pulling his weight. <laughs> so I think it's time <laughs> to take over as commissioner and uh, and run with it. You also have to go through the shadow commissioner then. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just the figurehead, man. You're, you're going after the wrong. <laughs> Uh, That's great. Well, yeah, no, you were asking. Uh, you were talking about the color. I think uh, not to like compare to a different uh, sport, carry, but uh, Martindale kind of has this uh, Seattle Seahawks vibe going on with their their colors. So Is that cricket. Yes. Okay, that's yes. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the famous Seattle Seahawks cricket, cricket team, team. Yeah. <laughs> that everyone knows about. Yeah. Uh, hey. That brings up a good question. Uh, if uh, if Indy City football were ever to do like Indy City hoops or another sport, yeah. what? Should the next sport be? Oh, I'm not a good person for that because I only care about soccer <laughs> and, and cricket and uh, maybe a little bit of track and field. But yeah, all right. I'm not a good. Per- that's a question for some loser like Josh Mason. I think. <laughs> I don't see why we can't be do cricket, dude. It would be we so. We have dope. a cricket field. Lack of interest. In <laughs> that might be a part of it. Trust me, y'all would love cricket. Is the best, man. No. It's so good. It's so much fun. T twenty. Well, I'll set you up. I'll be. I'll be commissioned first of all. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Last obviously. year on the podcast, <laughs> we had a segment called uh, "Cricket Term of the Week." What? Where, yeah, yeah. Where uh, Jay uh, would tell us and teach us about a uh, cricket term that no one had ever heard. Get of, out so. of here! How? How do I? How have I only heard about this just now? I would be all this, about it. This is season three, baby. So, so have you? Have you? Do you know what LBW is yet? God, you all suck so much. <laughs> How do you not know LBW is the most important rule in all of cricket? Uh, mostly due to lack of interest. Jay would teach us things like Chinaman. Yeah. And, and yeah. That was that just you were like, wait, little, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> but he would go that route. Not yeah. really rules, but just uh, yeah, terminology. Terminology. That was like, wow. Yeah. They use that word, huh? <laughs> to be fair, it's not what you're thinking. Was like cow corner was another one? or I don't know that one. Cow corner? Or something about a cow was involved at some <laughs> Do point. Do you think I don't that know. maybe Jay just ones. made up terms <laughs> and was trolling you? That feels very likely. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's great. Now my my biggest contribution to that whole segment was the, and I'm sure you remember this, the child who ate the entire watermelon, Ryan included, in the stands during no. one game. No. No. Ugh. Oh, okay. Wait, well. what? I just feel like we're making up what we believe cricket is. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fan. It wasn't like a no, yeah, never mind. Yeah, it was, it was a fan. I got pictures of it. I'll pull Jesus. It up. Sounds like you need podcast. to go back and listen to the I first two seasons. Yeah, yeah. I, say, I, I, I got a subscription to follow up on. <laughs> Well, uh, if you could give uh, a new Indy City football player um, a little bit of advice, what, what would you say? Get to know people. I think that's the best part about this league is to is meeting people uh, through the 
through the lens of soccer, which is a sport that connects all of us, uh, especially immigrant communities, which I belong to. It is, it is the way by which we meet people. Um, and so that, that's what I would say. I would say meet people, uh, get to know them, you know, um, and, and try to find your way through this incredibly complicated society that is American society <laughs> and culture. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah. out tonight. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And thank I can't believe so that fun. Josh has been on more than I have. I, feel, <laughs> I, take that, I think that is a personal insult to me. Well, uh, we're, we're here every Monday <laughs> in a tap room in Fall Creek Place. Nicely <laughs> um, done. Yeah, and we do the, the dollar beers for goals here. That's right. So yes, you every out Monday, get some extra points, get some money for beers for kids. Beers, beers for, for kids. kids. <laughs> beers for kids. And uh, yeah, every Monday we do this live here. By the way, the, uh, speaking of, uh, not to keep this going, but that one commercial, 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS, have you ever heard that? No. That is the worst commercial I've ever heard. <laughs> it just goes 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS. I'm like, this. you need to change your brand. What do you mean cars for kids? <laughs> you need a real serious marketing pivot here. But anyway. That's that is true. Funny. Beers for kids. Beers for kids. Goals for kids, yeah. So, to that, cheers. Two beers for kids. Cheers. It's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on. So Clayton, in, uh, in all those years of uh, playing city football, what has been your favorite moment or a moment that has stood out to you uh, with your time on the field or off the field? Yeah, so def- my favorite time would have been, I can't remember if this was the 2018 or 2019 playoffs, but we were, I think, the eight or the nine seed. Yep. So we were in the position of, if you win your first playoff game, you're playing the number one seed, uh, which is never a great spot to be in. So we won our first game and then immediately went to play the one seed and upset them in very dramatic fashion, <laughs> uh, which felt real good. Yeah, right. And then uh, and made it to the semifinals and won our semifinal game on a crazy comeback and then won in PKs. That's right. So we made it to the final. Uh, and unfortunately, I was not able to make the final. I had a schedule. I was out of town for the mm. final. Um, we lost the final, to say the least. Because you couldn't make it, obviously. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't want to... Take all the blame on myself, but there is a direct <laughs> correlation between my my attendance and, and the outcome. Um, but that was a really fun day because that was the like when we played three games in one day in the mm-hmm. playoffs, um, or, and so we had this a, a crazy saga of upsets, and and it was a good time. Nice. Now, if there's uh, one uh, Indy City football player that we should talk to next, who would that be? Ooh. Any team. I was going to say Zach Shorter, but you've talked to him like 17 times. So. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, he doesn't count. <laughs> hmm. Talk to, to Blake Roebuck. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Athletico, Rogue's pun. We, uh, we talked to him at the end of the bonus episode, uh, but also it was like 8 p.m. at chat of staff. Oh, so I wasn't even there anymore, we, so it's like it didn't happen. We've mystery shots all night, <laughs> so we probably should go for that again. No question. Yeah, maybe people will listen to it if it's only <laughs> the 30th minute and not the two-hour mark. So. That's funny. Josh, you want to tell us a little bit about the open dryouts, just in case there's oh anyone from Indy City Football listening who uh, sure. wants to go try sure. out? Sure, if you uh, if you want to, number one, pay dollars, and two, show up to try out, 
Uh, it's a legitimate tryout at Grant Park. Um, and so just to be clear, so we've had three players over the course of our history make the team from an open tryout. And it's just to give you an example, we had 225 players try out this past fall, uh, excuse me, this past spring uh, going into the season, and only three made it into actual into actual training, and not none of those three actually made the team. Mm-hmm. One actually played for a U.S. Champion, championship team uh, last year. I believe he played for Hartford, if I remember correctly. And the other two, one was from internationally from Korea, was in the Korean first team uh, playing overseas and couldn't make, make our squad here. doesn't mean they're not good players. It's just that we didn't have a fit or a need for them. But clearly we you know we try to note them and push them on to other clubs. Oh, and, hey, sure, there's yeah. some good people in town. Take a look at them. But a lot of USL2 teams, like, finishing their season right now with an opportunity to make our team. If they, if they want to give it an opportunity, at a minimum they get good feedback as to where they are versus the peer group of what we're, you know, potentially be joining. So it'd be, it'll be interesting. So we only have three players with Don Smart. Um, uh, Dihate and then Jeremy Raffanello like uh, two years ago who made the team and now Jeremy's playing Red Bulls too Dihate I'm not sure if he's playing at all right now but Don Smart's still playing in Greenville yeah. in the second division uh, excuse me first division of USL uh, Division 1 or you know uh, which is kind of cool to see Don Don still comes to town you'll find him in occasional Indy 11 games by yeah. default one of the few guys ever played over 100 games for us yeah yeah um, and this is an open tryout, so anyone it is an open tryout. So I would, I would, I would always caution if you, if you don't think you can hang, you need to have a real inner dialogue conversation in terms of this is uh, <laughs> this is work because you're gonna yeah. get worked over. Yeah. You're gonna get to play against a peer group that are really ready to play, and if you haven't been playing for a while or you're just coming off a bench. It's going to work you over pretty good. So I should not show up, right? Um, I shouldn't show up, to be fair. So <laughs> if we're sitting together on the sideline having the same beverage, it's fine with me. <laughs> but it's a, this is not a place for, for folks who are um, a, f- a faint heart, if you will, try not to make a first team. Yeah. So uh, so if anybody's ever been up to the Cascadia and watched Portland Timbers or anything like that, they have a one of the most phenomenal cheers of all time. Uh, and it goes like the, uh, it goes like this. Build a bonfire, build a bonfire with Seattle at the top. Put Vancouver in the middle, it will burn the fucking lot. (laughs) So I once rewrote one for Cincinnati and Louisville, which goes like this. In the valley, Cincinnati lies awaiting certain doom. When 11 flo- floods the river, we'll flush Louisville down too. <laughs> and that is amazing because it's also appropriate for the radio portion of this show. Oh, well, Unlike the first one you sang. <laughs> <laughs> and why are we using that now? Uh, I don't know. Just didn't make the cut, I guess. Note to Catherine. Yeah, yeah. Please bring this to the forefront. <laughs> I just thought you'd enjoy That's making me sing on... On air. Actually, but that's the thing, though, is that those little things like that sometimes <laughs> start in the middle of the section and they create their own thing, and then everybody just needs to get out. Like this, he has to get to. So that's why it's submitting it. And back in the day, when you could, you know, touch things tactically and be in the section, we used to print out chant cards for everybody who was coming into the section. We'll probably bring that back as soon as we possibly can in August, because on those chant sheets are all the lyrics mm-hmm. for the different songs. Could and have if it's, used and if for sure. To, if it's set to a tune, <laughs> at a minimum, though, we thought about putting QR codes in the section so you could go to a website and see them right away. Now, so that's something we're working on probably for either August, uh, if not before. Sweet. And George, you want to give us that song again just one more time? I'll fade you out. No, <laughs> that's a hard no. <laughs> Not going to happen. Um, yeah, so uh, it's IFC After Dark. What's everybody drinking? Same thing as last week. No. Jason's having the Kolsch. Yeah. Uh, Cole and I are both having a fruited beer whose mm. name I've forgotten. Southside something. Or South, yeah. South... 
Seems like you're making what? it no, up. No, no, what's it say? Street side brewing. Street side brewing. That's uh, what is a tap room is carrying us right now. It's not it, carrying two toms anymore. Nope, it changed this month. Uh -huh. yep. Um, are you related? Street side. Yep. Yep. Okay. It's my uncle. Thought so. Thought so. <laughs> uh, let's check in on our way too early champion predictions. I uh, definitely uh, not sure I'm gonna like this. Uh, where is Real Fletcher place on your fourteenth place? Fourteenth. Solid. Okay. Solid. At the top of League Two. You had you had a lot of co-pogues run, correct, Cole? I had pogues. And I, I would like to make a clarification. I chose this at week three. Mm -hmm. So no, we make that clarification. Don't worry. Carrie oh. has made Carrie's clear. Here. I have uh, pointed this out every week. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Carrie was trying to say like week seven or eight. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah. you made this prediction so this, this morning. Quite early. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Jordan, uh, do you remember who you had? I had Riverside. Riverside is currently sitting at eighth. eighth. Yeah, yeah. Eighth. Solid so. team uh, in just just where we want them. And as we're looking at these standings, um, it's very close for Garfield to be passed by Southside this year. Yeah. Even though we've lost to them, uh, there's a good chance. Um, there's a rumor that there's not enough volunteer opportunities, vo like picking up stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, Southside's going to do an impromptu volunteering on Friday with KIB at their headquarters to, you know, just help out our community a little bit and uh, pass maybe Old North uh, in the week, for the week. I wouldn't hate that. Uh, yeah, see, that's, that's funny when I hear that because uh, we actually have three times as many opportunities as we've ever had before. Yeah. Uh, and as the rule has always been, uh, anytime you have something going on in your neighborhood, you could submit it to become a league official. Well, first of all, you could just do it. You get points for it. Uh, but if you submit it to be a league official one, we let everybody in the league know about the opportunity, and you get double the points. Uh, so anytime you uh, hurt for some extra points, you can go and solve that pretty quickly. Quite. All right. Uh, next up on the docket, we've got Carrie's soccer term of the week. We do. And this one, I didn't even see part of the definition, so I have no idea. I did giggle out loud because I'm a 15-year-old boy at heart. <laughs> Someone tell me, what is a screamer? What do you think it is? Mm. I want to hear what you think I think first. it's a goal that's a ball that was kicked really hard mm -hmm. to the point of making a whistling sound. Yeah. That was actually, like, yeah. great really? definition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. I, we did talk about this last week. I'm getting better with context. Yeah. And guessing. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. We've got my 30-second bachelor breakdown. Yes, it's time for Carrie's 30-second Bachelor Breakdown. I already did this one last week because I forgot that we recorded on a different day. So instead, I'm going to talk about the preview for tonight in which we see that five guys are getting sent home. Holy shit, five guys. Who are they going to be? Here are my guesses. I believe that Hunter, the guy who was really intense last week, gets sent home. I believe that also Michael A. will send himself home because he's just heartbroken. <laughs> I think that the guy named John, who I didn't recognize, I think he's going home. I also believe that Greg, who's a frontrunner, is going to go home, and I don't know who the fifth is. I really like that you have this down as Blake Hunter, Michael A., Greg, tan guy. I know who the fifth guy is. Don't tell me. Pat Maroon. <laughs> How do you, like, your descriptions of them went from names to just tan guy. I don't know his name. He looks like a mafia guy. I'll show you a picture after this podcast. <laughs> but you don't remember his name? You've watched him how many weeks? There's, there's so many, and they don't do, they don't put the names on the bottom the way they should. Why don't they? I don't know. Talk to ABC. 
Anyways, back to soccer. We Guys, I want to make one clarification on the Tampa Bay. They were 18 million over the salary. Cap. Oh, my bad. That's like a full first line. Guys, Everyone. this show has been a real screamer. It has <laughs> been a real screamer. Cool. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, hello I again to wait, our fans in Lithuania. One more correction. Yes. Italy did win the Euro 2020. In yeah. PKs. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a boring correction. I'd like to make one correction. I was wrong. Everyone just say something <clears throat> meaningless. I'd like to make one correction. Go ahead. Dr. Chopra shall never rise. Okay, cool. Anyone else got anything dumb to say? <laughs> uh, next week we will be announcing Windsor Park Rangers as the new expansion team to in the Super Bowl. And that does it for Indy City Football. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. You've been listening to Indy City Football Live. Join us at a tap room Mondays at 5.30 p.m. for a live recording. Indy City Football players get extra points, can earn prizes, and have a good time. As always, don't add us at Indy City Football on Twitter and catch new episodes live on WQRT-FM 99.1 Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Join your neighborhood team or learn more at IndyCityFootball.com. Indy City Football is neighborhood soccer for good. Mine, 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 mine,